BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. Are you able to be yourself in real life? What about online? Well, according to a recent study that was composed by Adobe, 1,018 to 25-year-olds, Gen Zers, found that more than 20% don't like to expose their true personality. 30% say that they're more willing to be expressive online and authentic online as opposed to in real life, which I guess we're calling offline now. It was there first. We call it real life. In any case, 58% of the surveyed Gen Zers say that having an online presence makes them feel more comfortable in their own skin. And about a third, 34%, say this is made easier when taking on a persona or online alter ego. Apparently, the kinder, gentler, stand up for yourself, be who you really are, and will love you anyway message hasn't exactly translated to the culture yet. So why are people guarded about their real selves? Lack of confidence, 55%. Pressure from society, 34%. Judgment from others, 42%. Hey, welcome to the human race, kids. How do you like it? Here's the part of the study that caught me the most off guard. Half, that's half of the kids on the survey, admit that they have a secret alter ego where nobody knows the real them. 55% say that they try to use social media to make their life seem more exciting than it really is. I quibble with both statistics. You're telling me that half of the people totally pretend to be somebody else? I mean, maybe that's just the way of the world these days. I mean, what would I know? I've never been, you know, Carlos Danger or anything. And then the other one is only half are trying to make their life look more interesting than it really is. Isn't that 100%? Isn't that every single person on social media, especially if you use Instagram? But I digress. Basically, what the study is designed to do is kind of raise awareness of this need to be authentic. And how can you be authentic? Well, by being more creative. And how can you be more creative? By using the tools that Adobe is launching in connection with this David Bowie-themed event. And apparently, it's designed to help them use music, fashion, digital media in order to be a more authentic representation of themselves. Also, I guess nobody's ever explained to kids the basic paradox of deceiving other people that if you get them to fall in love with the person that's not really you, then you wind up feeling even more rejected because now you've only gotten acceptance for something that you know is fake. Therefore, you internalize the rejection of the real self that's predicating everything you do with other people. So if you put up a mask and it gets accepted, every time it gets accepted, you feel more rejected. Nobody's ever explained this to kids. Of course, there's the other side to all this, right? Which is when people pretend to be something that they aren't or pretend to amplify or de-amplify portions of their personality that they think won't be appealing to others. I mean, this is a long-standing practice. I guess I'm not really sure how social media makes that so interesting. We used to just call that dating. And now to New York, where the highest court in the state, the New York State Court of Appeals, has issued a ruling that, no, elephants are not people. And if you're one of the folks wondering, that was a question? Oh, yeah. The Non-Human Rights Project sued for habeas corpus, you know, produce the body, bring forth the person in captivity, challenging the Bronx Zoo's confinement of Happy, a being they claim is intelligent, sentient, and deserving of all the rights and protections the law affords to other persons. 
I represent the petitioner of the Non-Human Rights Project and Happy, a solitary female elephant who has been imprisoned at the Bronx Zoo since 1977. If she hadn't been kidnapped from Thailand as a baby, Happy could be a matriarch herself. And their claim is that the matriarch Happy is very much not happy. Now, interesting backstory on all of this is that Happy was captured as a one-year-old in Asia, brought to the Bronx Zoo for the last 45 years, had an original companion who had to be euthanized in 2002 due to injuries sustained in a fight with another resident elephant at the zoo. Happy was then paired with another companion for several years until that elephant was euthanized after falling ill. The zoo subsequently announced that they weren't going to take on any more elephants and would eventually end their elephant captivity program. The only two elephants in the zoo, both females, Happy and the other, Patty, get along so badly that they have to be housed separately due to the hostile relationship. Who knew that elephants got along so poorly with each other? Maybe that's evidence of there being people. But back to the case. The Non-Human Rights Project sought a habeas release of Happy at the Court of Appeals, essentially New York's Supreme Court, and lost. But that's not the interesting part. Seven judges on the court, guess what the ruling was? Unanimous? Oh no. Five to two. Two judges sided with the animals. Or the petitioners on behalf of the animals. And one of those judges, Judge Roan Wilson, wrote, Whether an elephant or other animal is a person is not relevant to determining whether the writ of habeas corpus can be used to challenge a confinement. All can agree that an elephant is not a member of the Homo sapiens species at the same time. An elephant is not a desk chair or an earthworm. Well, you so clearly don't believe in the rights of earthworms today, but give it a few years, Mr. Close-Minded. So allow me to sum up. An elephant is close enough to being a person that if two more justices on the highest court of New York had said so, we'd be on the verge of reconsidering the sentience and autonomy of virtually every high-functioning mammal in the state of New York and, of course, thereafter potentially in the country. So let's call this what it is. A preliminary defeat. Getting only two justices on the first time this question has been heard at such a level in an English-speaking court, that's a win for the animal rights folks. Stay tuned. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And finally, from the you-knew-it-was-only-a-matter-of-time file. That's right, Squid Game, the hyper-popular Netflix series that involves a bunch of South Korean folks who are in desperate financial straits, typically immense debt, sort of getting roped into, cajoled into, teased into a game in which they compete against 455 other contestants for the grand prize of... 45.6 million won, about $38 million, in a black market secret underground reality game that involves all but one of them dying for the pleasure of rich onlookers who are watching the event. Only this time, the game is real. Netflix is hosting a reality game show on the basis of the Squid Game premise called Squid Game The Challenge, and they're going to take 456 English-speaking contestants from around the world and run them through a series of challenges likely to emulate the various ones that are in the show, you know, avoiding death by giant machine gun doll, carving an outline out of a sugar cake, 
or survival by the ability to tell safety glass from other glass. If you manage to survive the gauntlet and win Squid Game the Challenge, you win $4.5 million, 4.56 in the keeping of the show. Now, obviously, Netflix isn't going to be killing anybody. The people who don't win simply go home. Don't say aw. What's wrong with you? Netflix isn't going to kill off competitors in some secret underground game show for your sadistic pleasure, as far as we know. So when will you be able to apply? Who will be eligible? What will the game be? To be determined, but without knowing anything else at this moment, I will guarantee you way more than 456 people are going to apply for this. And if the odds makers in Vegas don't offer this as something you can bet on, they are absolutely missing a golden opportunity. That's it for the Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. And consider subscribing to our digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. Hit the five-star review before you go, or I'll come squid game you. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.